What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back once again with another episode of Pucking Around here on the Rebian Preview Sports Network. Fortune Garth will not be joining me tonight due to uh, some personal uh, circumstances, uh, but I am still joined by two very special guests, and we got a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, regular season is almost done. Most teams with just two or three games left to play. Um, playoff matchups, not quite finalized yet, but we do have a good idea of what some might matchups might be, and most teams have clinched, but not all. We still have, you know, three of the four wild cards left to be played for, uh, division seating not finalized in most of the divisions as well. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. This is going to be a very long show, so we're going to get right into it uh, with no delay. My first guest is a fellow co-host here on the Reven Preview Network. He's a big baseball guy. He has a podcast titled Hitting for the Cycle. Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. In fact, the fun fact of the day, I was actually a guest on that last Thursday. Mr. Hank and Dichter, who has been on the show tonight uh, before. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. And Ray coming in with a comment already saying, Noah, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Ray. Um, unfortunately, I, w- I was a bit upset last Tuesday night when your Devils absolutely steamrolled my uh, pins 5-1. to one, But you know what? Was expecting it pretty much. Um, and Ann Fogg coming in saying, H-Man, I heart you. There How's you go. Going, Great to see you in the comments. Hank Hank is uh, definitely a, a big fan favorite of <laughs> not not just not just the Reven Preview fan base, but also the ladies, um, you know. Oh, jeez. Hey, man, I've been seeing some of the stuff you've been posting on your feed. It looks like you're doing pretty good for yourself, so congratulations on that. But um, And obviously your Rangers are pretty good as well, which we'll get into a little bit later. But Hank is not my only guest. I have another guest here. He is the uh, current head honcho of the Rebian Preview Band. He is unfortunately a Mets fan, so he's been suffering a lot lately. But, you know, at least he does have one good team in the New York State area to cheer for. Mr. Tom Scavetta, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, Correction, it's two. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those little midgets over there in uh, MetLife. Uh, I'm doing excellent, Noah. Thank you. Absolutely, man. We got a we got a lot. So Ray much. says, absolutely. Ray says, looking to take over Carolina tonight, um, and says, uh, Yepers there. Uh, TFEK says, Hank, my brother. What's up, TFE? Thanks for joining the show, real quick. Here we got. Oh my god, I can barely keep up with these comments, guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Jennifer, who I know you're very familiar with, Hank says, have a great show, guys. Thank you very much, Jennifer. And says, I'll respect the other guests, but I am here for Hank. Well, uh, Tom is the only other guest. I am a host, but uh, yes, as long as, hey, man, it doesn't matter why you're watching. You could be watching for, you know, Tom's pretty little uh, sideburns or whatever, or his little Hulk Hogan mustache, whatever you want to call it. You, as long as you're watching, we're happy to have you. So, you know what? James says, it's Rangers and Pins fans. You know what, James? You're welcome to come on the show anytime and uh, defend your garbage Islanders, but um, we have not had an Islanders fan on the show yet. So anyway, enough, you know, screwing around, talking about random BS. We got a lot of teams to get in here tonight. Uh, The show is going to be mainly focusing on teams that have already clinched the playoffs so far, which would be 13 of the 16 spots. Uh, But we'll do a little bit later predicting who we think will get the wildcard spots that are not um, yet clinched. And how this is going to work for everyone watching, we're going to do, like we said, all the teams that have clinched so far, 
just brief thoughts on the team, expectations, and we're going to give one player to watch, kind of like these guys do over on their Big Blue Avenue show uh, when that's in season. Uh, each of us, so we're going to do part in the interruption style, if you guys have ever seen that show on ESPN. You get 90 seconds to speak. We're not going to do 90 seconds per segment like they do. We're going to do 90 seconds per person. The reason we're doing that is because if we did not and we got we just started discussing, you know, uh, a, a little bit of everything about each team. The show would be about four hours long, and obviously no one wants that, so we're going to keep it to about five minutes for each team. We're going to start in the West because I, I, I know all three of us will have a little, bit, a little, little bit more to say about the East since all of our teams are Eastern Conference teams. Um, James coming in to say, I know I am. Can't even start to talk about the Islanders. Great seeing you. Great seeing you as well, James. Uh, but we're going to start in the Pacific here, guys. And we're going to, you know, kind of go in order by how they're currently stacked up in the division. I got the standings right here um, so we can take a look real quick as well, if need be. So, you know, like we said, the top three in this division have already clinched the playoffs. We have Vegas, Edmonton, the Kings, and the Kraken have actually clinched as well. So one wildcard spot is already gone. Uh, absolutely nothing is really determined in this division yet other than the fact the Kings cannot win the division. Uh, Vegas and Edmonton could Edmonton could both still win the division. Seattle could even uh, pass LA, which I didn't think would be possible at all, but they've gone on a five-game winning streak, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, uh, to get right back in contention for that. So we're going to start with the Vegas Golden Knights on this one. Uh, let me just remove the, the standings real quick. Um, Hank, I will start with you on this one. Your thoughts on, on Vegas, expectation of them in the playoffs, and maybe a, play, a player to watch for them in the playoffs. Well, I don't know if they're necessarily the safest bet in Vegas, but they're definitely going to be one team to watch out for. I mean, they're coming off their first non-playoff season in their franchise's existence, actually. So it'll be interesting to see how they do, and I'm sure they will definitely have very high expectations to get the, get to the cup final, which has been there ever since they couldn't win that elusive cup back in 2018. But mm -hmm. as far as one player to watch, I think I have to go with an obvious choice here in Jack Eichel, since after rotting in Buffalo for so long, he now has his first real opportunity to shine in the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see how he does there. There you go, Hank. Nice and sweet. You had, you still had 56 seconds left on your timer, so good use of time there for you. But, yeah, Jack Eichel's definitely a great choice. Um, a guy that was actually linked to your Rangers uh, back when he was in trade rumors quite constantly. Um, and, look, we all know, right, he's an elite player, you know, when he's healthy. Unfortunately, he did get injured the other night. I don't think he's too serious because all the injury reports I, I, I've seen him just said, oh, he's out for this game. It's not like, oh, he's out for, you know, weeks on end. And, you know, because he is such a talented center, uh, I do think they definitely need him back to, to go deep in the playoffs. But, Tom, uh, we'll move to you on this one. What's your thought? What, what's your read on Vegas this season? You know, what do you think maybe some strengths and weaknesses, at playoff expectations, and and who's your player to watch on their team? Uh, my thoughts on Vegas. Well, <clears throat> granted, I was just there uh, yeah, two weeks you were. ago. They have awesome fan base. I'll tell you that. Um Obviously, Hank mentioned Jack Eichel. Uh, Jordan Marchessault is an outstanding player as well. Probably my player to watch, just because I've always liked the guy since he's been there. Um, personally speaking, I know he's really good um, with power play points, and uh, his shot percentage is up there as well. I believe it's like the second or third best on the team. 
Um, they've had a carousel at the goalkeeper position this year, which is somewhat of a concern. I mean, we all know how the hockey playoffs are, right? I mean, we, mm-hmm. we know what happened the year that the, the Blues wound up winning the Cup, and no one predicted that. But um, I think Vegas is a team that's a serious threat, serious contender. Um, Jack Eichel potentially puts them over the top in the West. They'll have some competition, but uh, I really like Vegas to make a deep run. Yeah, I think that definitely makes sense. Noah's muted, I think. Sorry about that. I was just I was just looking something up. I was just basically saying I agree with your with your take. I think they're a very good team. Got a couple more comments uh, coming in here real quick. Um, we got uh, Chris Nosek, I believe, is actually a Vegas fan, but I'm not too sure. Uh, I, I assume he's talking about Jonathan Quick, uh, which definitely could be an interesting choice there as well. Uh, Vegas will not get out of the West. Uh, we'll get to. Uh, I do not think they'll get out of, the, out of the West later. I will say who I think will get out of the West uh, once we get to that Central Division, actually. But um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you guys. I'm just looking over the stats here real quick. I mean, they're great five on five. Their power play is solid. Penalty kill ain't the best though. Seventy six point seven percent ain't gonna quite cut it. But you know, like you both kind of touched on, Jack Eichel. I mean, he's their best forward. He, he's point per game player, sixty five points in six six games played. He's also plus twenty five. Uh, they need him back and healthy, I think, to be able to go deep in the West. But I'm more, I'm more concerned about their goaltending situation, which I think you touched on briefly, Tom. Um, you know, they've had some injuries. Uh, Rod Leonard's been out pretty much the entire year, so they've actually had five different goalies start for them this year. Uh, my favorite of them is probably Logan Thompson. Uh, you know, rookie goaltender. He's been pretty good this year. But I am interested to see what Jonathan Quick, uh, if he has any type of role after they traded for him. And, you know, I will say this, if uh, they play Vegas or not Vegas, uh, if they play LA in the second round and Jonathan quick, for whatever reason, I uh, gets, uh, gets a chance to play um, look out because that guy with the chip on his shoulder is uh, he's pretty good. I know he's not the guy he used to be, but give him motivation. Um, he might, might be able to do something. Ray says, Chris is a Bruins fan. Okay. Thanks Ray. I did not know that actually. Um, but yes, uh, moving on to the next team, we have the uh, the team that has the best player in the NHL, and you know probably the best second line center in the NHL as well. Have not won a Stanley Cup yet, though. They got their closest last year, where they made the conference finals, but got absolutely dare I say boat raced uh, <laughs> by, by the eventual Stanley Cup champions in the Avalanche, the Edmonton Oilers. Now I'll go back to you on this one, Hank. Um, you know expectations do you think they can kind of you know break through get sort out that defense and goaltending they've always been struggling with and obviously a player to watch let's be honest i have a good idea of who it's going to be but uh go ahead and take it away with the Oilers. well let's just get player player to watch out of the way i mean if you unless you've been letting living under a rock one of two players to get 60 goals in a season gotta go with connor mcdavid here and as far as the edmonton oilers go I think they definitely are capable of putting up a deep run. The thing is, you need production out of your big guns. And we're talking not just the McDavid's, but obviously Leon Drysettle too. And as much as I want to say yes, the problem is you it's really difficult to get through the Stanley Cup playoffs without having top tier defense or goaltending. You can have one but not the other, but if you don't have both then I would say you're definitely going to run into some problems. And teams like the Golden Knights and teams like, say, the Colorado Avalanche, if they Mm -hmm. even get lucky to get to the third round, 
could really give them problems in that department. And look, we saw what happened last year. They, as you said, got absolutely boat raced. And so that's that's my only problem. I think they can win a playoff series, but I doubt that they're going to make a deep and lengthy run. That's just my thing. Uh, Chris says Vegas will drop to the second seed and won't get past the Kings. Um, he also says, I think the Devils will overtake the Hurricanes and avoid the Rangers in the first round. Uh, we'll get to get to the uh, Metro a little bit later. Defense and goaltending wins in the playoffs. Oilers have neither. So Ray Green with Hank there on that one. I've got both games on right now. Uh, Tom, I'll move to you with this one. Um, you know, you can choose Connor McDavid if you want. I mean, I'm not requiring it, but I would prefer if we tried to choose different players just to make it a little bit interesting. Um, but yes, the Edmonton Oilers, what, what's your read on them and, and expectations for them in the playoffs? I mean, well, <clears throat> Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell, those, it's been a interesting goalie duo this year. I really like Leon Dreisaitl. Hank, back to logging days up at Sports. I mean, Dreisaitl was always a fun player to cover. Um, his shot percentage yes, is really was. good. Um, 60 power play points on a season. Um, 124 total points, and again, his assists are over 70. He's not far behind Connor McDavid. I believe he's about 20 to 25 points mm -hmm. uh, behind him. I think the Oilers also make a deep run. I, I'm not going to say I entirely disagree with Hank, but I think at minimum they make it to the conference semifinals. Um, again, the West, it's hard to get a read on them because I'm not going to try to act act here and sit like I know a lot about the West. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm, more, I'm more of an East guy like you guys are. But, I mean, when you have guys like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, I mean, that's a lot to handle for uh, opposing defenses. So let's see who they get in the first round. I know they're second in that division right now, so it's looking like if the season ended uh, today, they'll wind up getting Los Angeles. So that'll be an interesting mm -hmm. Kings fan last week out in Vegas and he was talking about that whole thing so we'll see it's gonna be fun yeah I, I definitely think because we have to remember right the Oilers and the Kings played in the uh, playoffs last year in the first round I uh, went to seven games it was a very competitive yeah. series but the Oilers did end up pulling it out I mean even in our intro video there's that McDavid to, I think it, I think it was McDavid to dry side on not the other way around beating Jonathan quick um, so you know those are definitely two teams that have some experience together um, but I agree, you know, I think, and, you know, you guys mentioned McDavid and Dreisaitl. I'm glad Tom actually mentioned Nugent Hopkins because he was over 100 points this year as well. Flew under the radar a lot, I think, just because of those other two on his team. In fact, I saw a stat. The Oilers were the first team with three players above 100-plus points since something like the 95-96 Pittsburgh Penguins, which obviously we know what kind of players uh, those teams had absolutely loaded. So very impressive there. But as always, it, you know, my player to watch, in my opinion, it's going to be whoever, whoever's the goalie, whether it's Stuart Skinner or Jack Campbell. Um, they need to get some better goaltending. I mean, I, I could say the defense as well. I do like the fact they picked up at home. I think that's a defensive first uh, defenseman who helps them out a bit because, you know, they had to trade out Tyson Berry. He was another offensive guy. They don't need any more offensive guys. They already have enough offense. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on the goalies as my players to watch. Um, Chris says Oilers Western Conference Finals exit. Uh, you forgot Kane and the acquisition of Ekholm. Kane was another guy I considered for my um Kane. player to watch because he, he was the goal scoring leader in the playoffs last year, uh, which, you know, 
Can't understate that. So can you repeat that? I think would be key for the Oilers as well. Moving on to the next team in the Pacific, uh, the LA Kings, third in the division. They've kind of, you know, they're under a little bit of threat by Seattle, which like I said earlier, I never thought would happen because of how far ahead they were most of the season. I mean, I remember when, when Garth and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, I think he picked the Kings to win the division. Uh, and obviously that's not going to happen now. Uh, Hank, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, the Kings, you know, they, they obviously they moved Jonathan Quick earlier, but they got in Jonas Corpusalo, and when he's played, I think he's actually looked very good for the Kings. Um, you know, young younger team, but, you know, they were doing that before the season. A lot of people expected might actually drop out of the playoffs. I will say I wasn't one of them. I had them as a playoff team. Uh, what's your, you know, read on the Kings and obviously your player to watch for them? I think that's definitely a team that could give the Oilers some threats in the first round. Will they win that one? I don't know. I think that series honestly is 50-50, but one guy on the Kings I really like is one of their good young guys in uh, Quentin Byfield. I think maybe oh, I love him. if that guy shines in the playoffs, I think we can really see him taking the next step forward. So definitely going to go with him there. And, you know, who wouldn't want to see a Vegas versus a King series. And by the way, for the record, I, I would probably put my money on Vegas in that situation, just because I really feel bad for how they like handled letting Jonathan quick go. Who's by far the best bully that that franchise has ever had. But mm -hmm. back to that tangent, I think, the Kings are definitely going to be a very interesting uh, team to watch there, but Kopitar definitely has to be an honorable mention. Uh, TFE says Brennan Lemieux player to watch. That's definitely an interesting one. Uh, easy pick Kopitar. Uh, always a good name, you know, solid veteran center uh, guys, an incredible defensive center as well. Uh, Tom, what about you on, on the Kings here? Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of agree with Chris here. Uh, Kopitar is their X factor, right? He's the engine that makes them run. Um, you know, he's very important. Drew Dowdy on the defensive end. He's a veteran um, who's been in the league for a very long time. Yep. They have the pieces that are needed to win a series against a team like the Oilers, but it's tough because right now Edmonton's won seven games in a row. It's hard for me to, Surpass the Kings, oh, unless the Oilers somehow catch Vegas. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see when you're nine zero and one in your last ten. I mean, it really speaks mm -hmm. volumes to who you are as a team in the Oilers. So for the for the Kings, Kopitar, Kevin Fiala, um, Adrian Kemp, those guys are all going to have to step up. And like I said, I think Drew Doughty ha has to lead that defense. Uh, championship-level defense they're going to have to formulate in order to get by the Oilers in round one. So that's pretty much my my take on the Kings, and um, hopefully they lose. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Threw a jab at them there, but hey. Amen. I understand. I, I used to not like the Kings a lot, but I will say I do like this younger core that's coming through. I know Hank mentioned Byfield. I also love Gabe Velarde. Hopefully his injury isn't isn't too severe because I think that's a decent piece for them. But, I mean, yeah, obviously Kopitar is an, an easy guess. I mean, you know, with everything he can do, great two-way player. Um, for me, I'm going to go a, a little bit in a different direction, just be a little bit different. I'm going to go with Kevin Fiala. 72 points and 69 games played this year, 23 goals. Um, he's kind of he came out – I wouldn't say came out of nowhere. We all knew he was a good player, right? But to have this type of season, I think he's just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, when you look at Kopitar as well, 27 goals plus 20. I mean, that that's a great one-two punch off offensively. 
You add in solid depth, guys like Kempe Arbitson. They got into Noah as well. I mean, five forwards with over 50 points in the season is, is a really solid top six there. Yet in a veteran, Drew Doughty, who's, you know, not not done yet, 50 points of plus 13. Uh, they got good players. I'm just interested to see um, whether they're going to go with Copley or, or Corpusal. I assume it's going to be uh, Copley, but I'm not 100% sure um, if they've announced that or not. But either way, I mean, the Kings are always a team, you know, focused around good defense, good goaltending. So whichever way they go, I think they'll be competitive. I don't know if they'll beat the Oilers, though, just because, look, I mean, McDavid <laughs> – the difference in offense, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl, yet in Nugent Hopkins, Kane, you know, all those guys. I mean, I like like the Kings roster, but they don't have any superstars quite on that level. Um, so if they played again, I think it'd be a competitive series again, but I'd probably pick the uh, pick the oars, just barely edge, edge it out. Next team, this is probably one of the biggest surprises of the NHL season, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, this is, what, only their, their second year in existence, and they're already going to be in the playoffs. 46-26-8 and eight record. 100 points on the season. Hank, I'll start with you on this one, man. Uh, these guys just basically came out of nowhere. I don't remember anybody pretty much in preseason having them as a playoff team. We kind of expected them to be a lottery team again. Uh, but you know what? They, they drafted phenomenally. Um, Matty Beniers is one of my favorite players in the league. That guy looks like he's going to be an absolute superstar for them. Uh, but what's your read on Seattle? I mean, they're in a competitive division. Obviously, the conference is very tough. It's very top-heavy in my opinion. Um, where do you have Seattle uh, fitting in in the West and obviously, you know, a player to watch in the playoffs? I think Matty Meniers definitely has to be that player to watch if we're talking about the face, of the potential young face of the franchise that, you know, like you pretty much said, came out of nowhere. And I don't really see them making noise. I mean, a lot of these teams, when they're, in their first year tend to get bounced in the first round. But mm -hmm. with that having been said, that also could be used to their advantage because it means the pressure won't necessarily see beyond them. It'll be on say teams like, uh, you know, the golden Knights who definitely are kind of in an all, all in year. And I would have to say that if they do get, a, even if they do lose the playoff series, which probably will happen, mm -hmm. I see them, like sending it the full seven and yeah, absolutely. I think Matty Beniers is going to be the guy you have to watch on that team without a doubt. Oh boy. What's your uh, read on the Kraken? My read, um, as much as I hate to say it, Jordan Everly with all the success he had with the Island, there's a hard to ignore him. Right. I mean, he was literally slapped together last season beginning of last season. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to look at who they got. Jared McCann, Vince Dunn are guys that you could look at as well. Yanni Gord. But I really like Jordan Everly. Um, just 20 goals on the season, but 43 assists for 63 total points. That ranks third on the team. Um, well, not to mention, he's really good in the clutch, in my opinion. Um, you know, they're goalkeepers. You got uh, Philip Grubauer and Martin Jones. So, yeah. again, it's – I don't, I don't know if they win a series, but I will say this. Um, they're, they're going to make some noise. I mean, they have a lot of good players. Um, I think give it another year or two, and maybe we could talk about them competing to win a series. But mm -hmm. I, mean, I think they'll give it a tough fight as of right now. But, uh, yeah, give me Jordan Eberle. It's my player to watch.
Interesting choice. Solid veteran um, forward right there, former Oiler, for, former Islander as well, like you said. Um, he had a great week this week as well. He was in contention for some team of the week, so little teaser there. But, um, yeah, I love what this team is doing. I mean, Jared McCann's another guy, right? Of course, former Penguin, uh, they let him go, and look what happens. 70 points, 40-goal season, plus 20. I mean, you leave, leave the – wasteland that is Pittsburgh right now and you go to another team that's young and exciting has a plan uh, with how they want to play and you have a great year um, but another guy I'm probably going to choose as my player to watch uh, I've always loved Vince Dunn I knew as soon as they draft this guy he was going to be an instant impact and you know a guy we typically think is more of a defensive defenseman but this year 64 points and a plus 30 I mean just doing a little bit of everything for that team 76 hits 100 or excuse me 76 blocks 113 hits as well once again He's having a great, great season as, as kind of that two-way defenseman. You had in been years. He's only going to get better. This team's drafting has been uh, ridiculous. So, you know, this is a team I think is only going to go up from here. Um, you know, their tra trajectory is great. The only question I would have with them is their goaltending. Uh, Jones and Grubauer, you know, it, it is what it is. I think they're one of those teams. They're going to have to score a lot of goals. They're going to need a lot of – win a lot of games, 4-3, 5-4, uh, stuff like that. I don't think they're going to win a series this year, like you guys said, just because I think their division and the West in general, really tough. Um, but I do like w with the direction they're heading. Um, but overall, I think my the team I have the most faith in in the, in the Pacific is definitely Vegas because we, we, they've been there before. Um, you know, key pieces uh, from, you know, multiple deep playoff runs are still there. And, um, you know, I like like what I've seen from the goaltending this year, despite the, the, the friggin' carousel they've had in that position pretty much uh, moving on to the uh we're going to move on to the central division next this division is crazy i did not expect this division to be this close to where we still have three teams that could legitimately uh win this division uh we'll start with a team that most people thought would win the division most people also thought they'd win the president's trophy and most had them uh, to repeat as stanley cup champions the colorado avalanche uh, have had an interesting season they've been decimated by injuries most of the year but you know what They've gone a great run towards the end of the season. They're currently first in the division with 104 points, um, but it, it's very tied at the top of that division. I'll go ahead and put up the uh, uh, standings real quick for us to take a look at. But we're going to see here this top three, I mean, <laughs> two points between the Abs, Stars, and Wild. Uh, the Abs do have a game in hand, which uh, will work in their favor as well. Uh, but, Hank, we'll start with you on this one with the Avalanche. I mean, it's not not too hard to come up with players to watch on this team. McKinnon, Rant, and, um, and obviously Kale McCarr. I mean, even you, how about – I'll throw a name out there. Former Ranger for you guys, Alex Georgiev has been phenomenal this season. Oh. Absolutely phenomenal. But, Love Hank, what's, what's, your, what's your read on the Avs and player to watch for you? Listen, experience matters. I would be very shocked if they did not make another – deep Stanley cup playoff run. And, you know, there've been a lot of big names that were contributors to, to their deep run last year. And mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Georgiev. I've always been a big fan of him ever since he was a Ranger. Well, obviously you guys both knew that, but mm -hmm. I think he definitely was an upgrade for them at the goalie position. And he definitely was a good replacement after they let Darcy Kemper go in free agency. So I think he can definitely win a game or two. And he obviously had a bit of a chip on his shoulder too, after having to play behind not mm -hmm. just Henrik Lundqvist, but then obviously once Igor came up, that pretty much took away any shot he have of being the uh, starting goaltender 
for the for the, for the Rangers. So he goes to a loaded Avalanche team, and hey, I I would not be surprised if he um led them on a deep run, for sure. But yeah, of course, on. I also have to go with Nathan McKinnon too. That guy is an absolute monster, and then. Cal McCarr is a guy who you know is going to be in the yearly uh, Norris Trophy contenders list. Uh, Jen, one of the couple more comments coming in. By the way, Hank, who, who's that guy in her? Is that Chewbacca in the profile picture? I can't tell who that is in there. I don't know. It could be my bearded clone, but uh, oh, okay, gotcha. I'm maybe, a crazy Ranger fan. It could, well, it may or may not be me. I can either confirm or deny. Is is that? It could be your evil older twin brother, Hunk, or something like you know. <laughs> Hunk. Yeah, Hunk and Dictor. That's who it is. But um, she says, Matty Beniers is going to be a great player to watch. Such a great young talent. I absolutely agree. Uh, also says, hot take, Dallas over Colorado. Well, how their offense has been this season, that would be an interesting series for sure. Uh, but back to the abs, Tom. What's your read on these guys and obviously player to watch for them? My read is that they're a threat. They've won five in a row. I mean, that's obvious, right? I mean, I can close my eyes and – just know that they're going to be a threat in the playoffs. Um, Alexander Gorgiev is my player to watch because mm -hmm. of the experience factor, like both of you guys have been mentioned. Um, he is a starting goalkeeper in the NHL. I mean, he's proven that, I think, before this season, which is why he, you know, he got the money that he did from Colorado. Um, you could argue that that was arguably their one weakness last season, if they had one. Um, I mean, you still got a lot of firepower on this offense. You mentioned McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr, JT Comfer, um, mm -hmm. Sam Gerrard. Uh, the list goes on. But for me, it's the goalkeeping, right? Because how did the Rangers make it uh, six games into the Eastern Conference final last year, right? Igor. They have the second-best goalkeeper Igor. on the planet right now. Igor. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, you know, even though they, they lost the shootout last night or the other night, whatever it was, um, Gorgiev – is that guy for me. He is that guy. If he's on, this Avs team can get very, very far. That includes the Stanley Cup final. So I think that is in play for them. Do I guarantee they're going to make it there? Mm -hmm. No. Um, but it is very possible. It all depends on Gorgiev for me. You know, first year with the team. Yeah, I mean, Gorgiev's been great. He has 38 wins, which, you know, goaltender wins are kind of not a stat I like. It's kind of like pitching wins in baseball, but yeah. 918 save percentage, 2.54 goals against average, 25.5 goals saved above average. Those are phenomenal stats. Uh, Alex Georgiev has been a top 10 goalie in the NHL this year. Easy. It's not, you know, because like with guys like Kemper and uh, they had Grubauer as well, right? It was like, you know, we know they're decent goalies, but they have great teams in front of them and whatnot. But I think with Georgiev, with all the injuries they've had, uh, he's actually had, a, I think, a bit more opportunity to shine this season and show he's always been a really good goalie. It's just like Hank said, he's been been behind some absolutely unbelievable legendary level uh, goaltenders. Uh, but player to watch for me, I mean, this is the easiest choice ever for me. And Nathan McKinnon is just unbelievable. Like, this guy just gets assists like it's nobody business. He's basically an assist-per-game player. He's also <laughs> probably going to score 40 goals this year. He just needs one more. 107 points, plus 27 um, this guy's an absolute stud, but I mean, I will say this about the abs, the fact they have no Lekkonen and especially Gabriel Landeskog could play a factor for them. But look, I mean, they, they still are just absolutely loaded. Nikushkin as well. Uh, I will say though, um, the West, I think it's going to be a lot tougher for them than it was last year. 
But if they're relatively healthy, and obviously they still have some guys out, I still think they can make the Stanley Cup Finals again. I'm not going to go out and, and say they'll win it just yet, but I still probably have more faith in the Abs than every other team in the West. Uh, as long as they're like 80 90% healthy, I still think they can get it done. Uh, but we'll see. It's definitely not like last year to where it was just kind of like, you know, okay, like once they got the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, no disrespect to Lightning, right? But we knew, like, this is a team that people have been expecting to win a cup for years, and they finally got it done. So um, that said, they now have more expectation. You know, there, there's pressure to try and repeat. Uh, your Yankees know all about that, Mr. Hank. So, Oh, yeah. It's pretty much every year championship or bust. And, you know, I, on the other hand, have kind of learned to lower my expectations about that certain Bronx team. But that's a story for me. Uh, and says come out for a game. That'd be a great place to go watch a game. Colorado, insane fan base. But um, moving on to the next team, the Dallas Stars, a team that uh, has definitely, I think, overachieved a bit. I don't think people thought they'd be this good. I mean, I, I think people knew they were a solid team, right? But second in the division potentially could win the division. Uh, they've been great. Jason Robertson, I'm like, my God, man. Like, what can you say about this guy? It's just absolutely incredible. Love Otter and Net as well. Um, Tom, I'll start with you on this one to mix it up a little bit. What's what's your read on on the uh, the best uh, sports team in Dallas here with the Stars? I love how you threw that one in there. Um, we all know how good Jake Ottinger can be. Um, you know, I know he's been on you and Garth's team of the week numerous times this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Robertson is the superior goal scorer on this team. With 46 goals, I think the next closest person has like 33. So, yeah, my player to watch is obviously Jason Robertson. Uh, Not to mention 60 assists as well. It's not often leading goal scorer. Will also lead your team in assists. Um, I think he's tied with Miro Heiskanen in that category, but um, he's great on the power play. Um, You know, seven game-winning goals this season. What does that tell you, right? He can win Mm -hmm. when the stars are shining, when – the bright lights are on. Jason Robertson is a guy that you can rely on to get the job done. And if Dallas is going to upset anybody like Colorado, and I, as of right now, they're they're second, so they wouldn't meet in the first round. They'd meet in the semifinals. Granted, they both win. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they have the ability to win a series, I think, or two. Um, I don't think it's any further than that, though, for them. Yeah, I mean, Jason Robertson, only 23 years old, got that nice uh, extension early in the season, but 46 goals, 106 points, plus 36. You mentioned seven game-winning goals. Um, his shooting percentage is as 15% as well, which is absolutely phenomenal for the level of shots he takes. Uh, this guy's an animal, and the scary thing is he's not even hit his prime yet. He's only going to get better. Sorry, I forgot to turn off the timer for you there, Tom, but uh, Hank, Hank, we'll, we'll move to you on this one. Your thoughts on the uh, – your thoughts on the stars and a player to watch for them. Best team in Dallas. I, uh, I like yeah. that comment there, especially after on another network, I uh, ripped apart the basketball, a certain outspoken basketball owner. And in the mm-hmm. process, I did the same thing to Jerry Jones, but let's go back to the Dallas stars. Yeah. I think that's a team that definitely has potential to steal a playoff series win and um, picking, listen, them beating Colorado is not necessarily a stretch because, I mean, look, you saw what happened last year in the playoffs. Ottinger almost stole that series 
against the Calgary Flames, and he's proven that he can be their franchise goaltender. So I think if you have him in your net, definitely a good possibility. And other guys we definitely got to look out for, Robertson, Sagan, and have to throw in a playoff veteran, uh, Joe Pavelski, too, since he's uh, had – He's been around the block a good amount of times with the uh, San Jose Sharks in years past. And obviously, I also want to mention Jamie Benn, their uh, longtime captain, and and uh, Miro Heiskanen. But mm-hmm. I can definitely see them maybe winning a round or two. But again, are they better than the Avalanche? Ugh, I don't know. But would I necessarily be surprised if they beat Colorado? I mean, look, we've seen crazier things happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've seen a freaking number eight seed beat the top three seeds in the West and uh, beat the uh, New Jersey Devils in six games. Uh, the LA Kings in 2012 was probably the most insane thing I've ever seen, at least in my lifetime, since, you know, I'm a bit of a Zoomer. But, um, yeah, no good points there, Hank. I definitely um, have good expectation. We've got tons. Oh, my God, there's so many comments. Uh, NHLK93, uh, looks like he's a diehard Islanders fan, judging by that profile picture. Says, player to, <laughs> player to watch, Tyler Sagan. That's a good name to keep an eye on always. I'll be there on Thursday with Hank, Jen says. So there you go. In Colorado, uh, I just no, like Dallas. Garden. We're not, first of all, no, we're going to the Garden. What do you think we're going to like fly a plane that quickly to Denver? Hey, man. You never know. With the, uh, as long as it's as long as Hunk isn't there, I'd expect you at the garden. But if Hunk gets involved, something strange might happen. <laughs> Jen says, "I just like Dallas better than Colorado." Uh, blah, blah. So you'd be in Dallas or Colorado. Uh, all right. So my thoughts on the Dallas Stars. Dallas is a very interesting team. Um, definitely have done better than I thought they would uh, in contention to win this division. And what I like most about Dallas is their injury report. I'm looking at here. The only guy on it is Mason Marchman, um, and it says three to four week expectation, but that's back from March 13th when he got hurt, so he could be back soon. Um, but, you know, you guys mentioned Robertson. I love Pavelski. I mean, this guy's 38 years old. He's playing like he's 28 years old, almost point per game. Once again, he's great on the faceoff dot. Jamie Benz there. Rupe Hans point per game. I mean, they got five players on the team with more than 70 points in the season. That's just absolutely insane. Sagan's flying under the radar a bit because, you know, 48 points in 74 games played, but we all know what he can do. Um, my player to watch, this is tough. I'm probably going to go with Ottinger for the reason, like like you said, Hank, he broke out on the scene last year against Calgary Flames. I mean, most people didn't even know who he was. I had no clue who he was when he came in. I was like, who's this rookie? But, man, like that game seven, he had like 55 saves or something ridiculous and went to overtime and they just lost, but – as soon as I saw that, I, I was sold, man. I said, this guy's going to win the Vezina this season. I don't think that's quite going to happen because uh, Linus Olmark's been absolutely ridiculous, but he's still an elite goalie. Uh, so he would be my player to watch. And, look, if they do play a team like Colorado, uh, you're going to need some great goaltending to have any shot with all the superstars that they have. Uh, Ann says, sorry, I got too excited to host the H-Man. No problem at all. I'm always excited to have the H-Man on my show as a guest. <laughs> Next team, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, no relation to the former Minnesota North Stars that moved to Dallas that we were just discussing. Uh, the Wild have kind of done what I expect them to do. I thought they'd be a really good team, and they are, over 100 points once again. The top of the Central is just absolutely nuts. Uh, my favorite player on this team, I love Kaprizov. I am a big fan of this guy. 
I'm glad that he uh, did not get detained by uh, Russian super spies in the offseason last year and was able to come back and play uh, in the NHL this season and do really good. Uh, Tom, start with you on this one. Your read on the wild player to watch. Read on the wild is that they likely won't win a series, in my opinion, um, just because of the, the West firepower they have to deal with. Um, my player to watch, though, is Matt Zuccarello, because obviously – he's had a good season yeah he he's lead the team in assists 45 assists on the year always a good setup player uh he he's really fun to watch he he always has been three game winners this year um you know his, his plus minus isn't excellent but he's a guy that can get the job done he's played in 77 games he's been very durable as of late and I just really like the guy, you know, um, goalkeeper. We know their situation, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, you know, all due respect, Noah, we can agree that his best days are behind him at this mm-hmm. point. He yeah. can still have a, have a really good night or two here and there, but to do it consistently is a little bit tough for him at this point. Um, you know, Philip Gustafson is okay. Um, you know, he, he's not bad, but it's, it's just one of those situations where I think the wild are a first round exit because they mm-hmm. don't have that one player that, that is like, Oh my God, they can carry them. Like Colorado has that with McKinnon. Edmonton has that with Connor McDavid. Um, Dallas has that with Robertson, right? So these are just prime examples mm-hmm. of players that I think could really, you know, uplift these teams. Minnesota doesn't have that to me. There you go, Tom, with negative three seconds to go right on time. Oh, come on. Um, Kay says, Ryan, Ryan Reeves, my player to watch, my favorite former Ranger. I don't know about that. Um, he, hey, I, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a clown. Uh, Jen says that, that. Well, Hank, uh, you know, your fan club is here and waiting. What are, what's your thoughts on the Wild? I think they're a decent team, but unfortunately, due to the competitions that's there and – to uh, piggyback off the point that Tom made, I agree, as good as Kirill Kaprizov is, I don't necessarily think he's a player that lifts them over the top in a seven-game series the way um, you ha- the way you have a McDavid or uh, McKinnon or mm-hmm. Jason Robertson. But, uh, yeah, I will say this, though. I do love me some Ryan Revo. He was a pretty good Ranger in the short time that he was here. But uh, with that being said, I think he definitely served his purpose during his time mm-hmm. with the Rangers. But, yeah, if I am going to give a player to watch, obviously I'm going to go with one of my old favorites and Matt Zuccarello. I mean, you know, he's another guy, he's another good guy with playoff experience. And he's actually had some pretty good numbers during his time with the Wild, even though we know he will always be blue to me. And um, also, I got to say um, – Flurry's definitely another player to watch, although I think he's definitely seen his best years. But that being said, I still say he's the best goalie that uh, your Pittsburgh Penguins have ever had. And that says something, considering they've also had guys like uh, Matt Murray and Tom Barrasso. Hey, I'm just I'm just saying Mr. Mr. Flurry could potentially end up second in career NHL wins, which is uh, very impressive. Um, he's been on multiple deep playoff runs. Uh, but my take on the Wild is I, I'm kind of with Tom on this one. I'm not too sure about their goaltending, which, once again, if you're playing teams like Dallas or Colorado, uh, you need good goaltending. Um, I do love Flurry, obviously, but, I mean, he's been okay this year. Like 909 Saperson, just solid, but. You can definitely tell this is a guy that's 38 years old, right? It's not like when he when he carried Vegas that uh, cup final a couple years ago. 
Gustafson has been great, 933 save percentage, but he's, you know, not really played a ton. So he's kind of a still an unknown to me, like not too sure whether he's really, really good or it's just a small sample size. Um, but my player to watch, um, I, I'm probably just going to be boring here. I'm going to go with Kaprizov. I think he's an absolute superstar. May not have been, he may not be having as good of a season as he was last year. He was just absolutely unbeatable pretty much. Um, but still 74 points in 66 games played, plus, uh, 39 goals. Um, this guy, you know, is just a, a great offensive player, 15.4 shooting percentage. So very efficient player as well. Uh, I'll go with Capri's off on that one, but you know, like you guys said, I don't think that he has quite as much around him as some of these other central teams can give their superstars. Uh, Jen says, um, Revo, I miss him on the Rangers, him and Lion, Ryan Lindgren. Well, um, Ryan Reeves was on the pins and he was absolute bum. So, I mean, that's all I got to say. But um, I, I know Rangers fans like him. Uh, number two fan since he was seven, uh, says Ann. Uh, moving on, this is where we're going to get a lot more specific and definitely have a lot more to say because we're moving over to the Eastern Conference, our conference. Um, we're going to start with the Atlantic Division before we get into the Metro. Uh, we'll start with the Boston Bruins. I mean, these guys get in line. I mean, <laughs> breaking all these records, whatnot, 63 wins that they broke that record the other night. They broke the points record by the Lightning uh, from 2018-19. I mean, you know, best regular season team ever. Uh, but as we saw with the Lightning back when they played the Blue Jackets, it means absolutely nothing once you get to a seven-game playoff series. You can get, you can win 65 games and still get absolutely steamrolled, dare I say, boat raced in the first round by a team that barely made the playoffs. Um, Tom, I'll start with you on this one. What's your read on the Bruins? Do you think they can go as far as their record shows? Do you think, you know, there's still a bit of an unknown for you um, and player to watch? This is a tough one. Um, I I think there's always that president's trophy curse, it seems, mm-hmm. every single year. Um, I don't think they come out of the Eastern Conference, but Interesting. I, I – yeah, to to me, it depends on – there's just something about Tampa Bay, man. It scares me. If they get Tampa Bay in the semifinals, they, they might be in some trouble. But, hey, um, obviously, Pasternak is the guy. 60 goals, 49 assists, 109 points. I mean, there, there's no doubt he is the focal point of this Bruins offense. 12 game winners, 18 power play goals. Are you kidding? Again. This is a guy who has uh, complementary options in Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron as well. Um, you know, Jake DeBrusque, Charlie Coyle. I mean, I like the Bruins a lot offensively, what they bring to the table. They're poised for a deep run. Um, yeah, I really like them. Pasternak is the key piece here. <clears throat> Hank, what about you with the Bruins? Player to watch as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely scary team, and oh my gosh, where it pretty much starts with David Pasternak for players to watch. I mean, 60 goals. You know, it's funny. I brought up in one of the fun facts I had that there have been only uh, four guys that are active in the NHL to have a 60-goal 60, 60 season. Pasternak now made five. And by the way, let me give you another fun fact, Noah. Did you know he's yes. only the second Bruin to, to get a 60-goal se- season? And the first not named Phil Esposito, who did it, I believe, four or five times during the 70s. But, um, yeah, Ulmark has been having a Vezina Trophy season. I think he's the one that ends up 
getting that and you know you've got a really solid core and a lot of the old guard remaining and then you made that big trade with the washington capitals by getting orlov and garnet hathaway which i definitely think was good and you know if you really look at the the bruins this is uh this is pretty much a now or never year for them and if we're going to talk about teams that have a lot of pressure to win the stanley cup i think you definitely have to put the bruins at the top of the list because as great as that core is they're also you also have players that are not going to get any younger and i think this is probably going to be bergeron's last season so it'll be interesting to see if they can put the cherry on top of that 63 win season with a uh, Stanley Cup. But again, as um, as I've often said, and as Brian Atard's often said, your record 0-0 once the playoffs start. Absolutely spot on there, Hank. Um, I, I completely agree. I, I, I don't. This is a team I, I'm really on the fence about because, I mean, you look at what they've done the regular season, you can't knock it. Um, I'm looking at their stats here. I mean, you mentioned Pasternak, 60 goals. I mean, that's just absolutely ridiculous. That's so hard to do. Like, I, I know Connor McDavid made it look easy, but it's really not easy to do. Um, I mean, you know, what'd you say, Hank? Five active 60 goal scorers, and you're talking guys like Ovechkin, Stam. I mean, those are two of the best goal scorers the game has ever seen. Obviously, McDavid as well. Um, but yeah, very impressive by him. Uh, Marshan, Bergeron, obviously, obviously big pieces for them. Other guys I'm looking at, uh, really like Lindholm and McAvoy. And then the fact they traded for Orlov, uh, from the Capitals, I think really strengthens their defense as well. But my player to watch guys is actually Linus Olmark. Um, mm -hmm. hear me out on this one. You know, I know he's been phenomenal this season. You know, he's going to win the Vez the most likely unless something strange happens. Uh, he's been the best goalie in the league this year. But we also have to remember this is a guy that for his career has mostly been a backup. He's only played two NHL playoff games last season, and he had an 860 save percentage in those two games. Um, he has basically no playoff experience. This is the most pressure he's going to have, you know, up to this point in his career for sure. Um, and, you know, like Tom says, if he plays a team like Lightning um, in the second round, uh, definitely could be an interesting matchup. I still think they'll go pretty far. I would say at least – They'll definitely win the first round. That's not even debate in my mind. I'd say at least the second, a competitive second round, but most likely I think they'll at least reach the conference finals. Don't know if I, I'll pick them to get in the Stanley Cup finals yet. Need to see what they do a few games in the playoffs first. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, definitely a very scary team. And then if they get it all firing on all cylinders, um, I don't think there's anybody that can beat them at their best. But we'll see if they can keep playing at their best. That's the key for me. Um, speaking of a team that uh, does not like to play at their best, but likes to consistently overachieve, underachieve with the uh, great talent they have, the Toronto Maple Laughs, um, the laughing stock of the league in the first round. I mean, they just can't get past. They get to seven games pretty much every time, and they just they can't get it done. They're going to play the Lightning uh, this year as well. It's basically like the only playoff matchup that's been 100% cemented in stone, seeding and all. Um, yeah, so they will have home ice advantage against the Lightning, but I don't know what to make. It's always something mental. Hank, I'll start with you on this one because I know you've ripped on on the Leafs in the past a bit, like I like to do as well. Um, what's your expectations then? Player to watch? Uh, can they finally break the curse? Expectation, uh, pretty simple. Talk to me when you win a first round series. If you get past uh, the Lightning and that is, shall we say, a very big hurdle to climb. Mm -hmm. Then we can talk about expectations going forward. And I do think that's a team that could potentially upset the Bruins. I mean, you know, you look at the talent you have there. 
the uh, one other player that we didn't mention who is active with 60 goal seasons. I'm glad you didn't. That's Austin Matthews. And then, oh, yeah. of course you got William Nylander and Mitch Marner and everyone's favorite former Islander, uh, Islander uh, John Tavares up there. And I also really like the addition that they made at the trade deadline with Ryan O'Reilly. I think that's a guy who gives you added depth and veteran leadership and, you know that he is a good playoff performer, especially since he won the Conn Smythe with the St. Louis Blues during their 2019 Stanley Cup run. And, you know, depending on what type of goaltending they get, I think I don't think it's necessarily out of the question that they can win the first round series. It's just based off of their reputation. You don't know how you trust them, you know. And, you know, I, I have to throw this jab in there, too. They're essentially the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL, all that talent. You have their fan base hyping them up every year only for them to, you know, fall mm-hmm. up short year after year after year. Well, speaking of something that's laughable, I just realized 55 and a half minutes in the show. I forgot, I completely forgot to put up this overlay. I made rushing before the show. Um, so <laughs> there you go. We got the overlay. We got the overlay uh, now. Um, exactly. Tom. Yes. Oh my God. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it. There we go. Bang. There we go. There we go. I uh, tell you what, man, this freaking this stream has been absolutely scuffed because of a bunch of uh, BS. But Tom, the Maple Leafs, thoughts, player to watch. Thoughts, first round exit, player to watch, Austin Matthews. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't even need the timer for that one. That was easy. Uh, we have a couple comments coming in as well. I think. Um, I believe it was Jen that agrees with your assessment. Uh, Toronto is going to choke (laughs) in game seven of the first round again. Uh, They're going to lose on Thursday. LGR says K as well. They are winning Um, right now, though, two to one. I'll say that. um, But, yeah, for me, um, expectations, I mean, they're kind of one of those teams like, I gotta believe it when I see it, right? And I will say this: I think they're like a team like the 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 mid two thousand ten Washington Capitals, to where we know once they just do it once, they can they could go all the way. That's the talent they have. If they can just get decent goaltending with the forwards they have, um, and their defense just decides to stop absolutely blowing assignments every five seconds, um, they got the forward core to win it all. I don't think that's a stretch to say at all. Marn is fantastic. Um, Austin Matthews, who it's, you know, the way people are talking about it, it sounds like he's having one of the worst down years you've ever seen. And yet that's still 40 goals and 85 points. Nylander has been great this year as well. Tavares is point per game. Um, but I mean, it's just, just, it's just the same thing, man. Defense and goaltending. I mean, I think Sam Sonar has been really good this year, 919 save percentage, but he's not a guy I'm going to, uh, put my hat on in the playoffs, if you will, like a Vasilevsky or an Igor for, by any means. Uh, Matt Murray is a backup as well. I mean, Matt Murray is a guy I'd trust more in the playoffs than Samsonov because at least we've seen he can be a piece of Stanley Cup winning teams. Um, so I'm not too sure. But player to watch for me, I'm going to go with Samsonov. Or Mur- I assume it's going to be Samsonov because he's been the guy playing lately. Um, they need good – if they get like a 920 save percentage, which they're going to need against the Lightning, they might have a shot. Another player to watch, I haven't heard much. I think he uh, – He's back from injury. Ryan O'Reilly, because number one, he's clutch. Number two, he has experience. Number three, he's great defensively. Three things the Leafs have never had. He can make a big difference for them as well. Moving on to a team that has won two Stanley Cups in the last three years, made three Stanley Cup finals. Uh, Gar's team, unfortunately, chose a a bad show to miss because he could have really talked up his team here to to the entire audience and some guests. But uh, 
Oh, well, uh, Tampa Bay. We'll start with you on this one, Hank. I know this is a team you have a lot of respect for. Their management is phenomenal. Expectations for the Lightning in the, in the East and player to watch. My expectations for the Lightning are, I think they definitely, I or I want to say definitely because I think the Maple Leafs are a threat regardless of uh, their reputation, but I think they will definitely make the Maple Leafs earn that playoff series win. But regardless, let's assume that they do get past the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think they are going to be a very, very scary opponent for the Boston Bruins. And what have I often told you, Noah? Experience matters. And Mm -hmm. look no further than Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, Vasilevsky is about as money as it comes when it comes to big game playoff goaltenders. I don't know how anybody can count that team out. And I don't care if they're not as strong as their Stanley Cup winning teams. They know how to get to the buried treasure. They've been to the playoffs on a yearly basis. I think they will definitely be a team that nobody wants to face. Does that mean I think they're going to beat the Bruins? I don't know. Probably not, but should be interesting to see how they do. I like I like the way that they build their team every single year. They do it the right way. Oh, boy. Uh, expectations for the Lightning player to watch. I really like Hank's reference of experience matters. I mean, look at – I'm not trying to switch the basketball here for a moment, but look how FDU beat Purdue, right? Fifth-year mm-hmm. guards are going up against freshman guards, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's a factor. In the, in the playoffs and Tampa Bay has the experience factor. Um, you know, Nikita Kucherov is, is a, is a guy to highlight, but I mean, my player to watch is Braden point, uh, 19 power play goals, nine game winning goals. I know Garth loves that dude. Um, you know, him and Stamkos are, are two great complementary pieces to Nikita Kucherov and what they present, even though point leads the team in goals, Kucherov has more points. He's pretty much up there amongst the assist leaders in the NHL every single year. He has over 80 assists yet again mm-hmm. this season. He He's unselfish. He sets up his teammates very well. Um, I, again, Braden Point is my player to watch, but obviously they have the best goalie on the planet with Andre Vasilevsky. That can win you any series. And I do think there's an outside shot. This team gets back to the Stanley Cup final for a fourth year in a row. They're definitely a team you can never count out, right? And I, you know, player to watch. I mean, just put like their top five players in a hat. You mix it up, and you can just pick anyone, and it'd be a pretty reasonable choice. Kucherov, points, Stamkos have been, you know, what you'd expect. Uh, Kucherov, 111 points, 81 assists, assists per game, not just point per game. And point, like you said, Tom, 49 goals this season, 91 points. Stamkos, 83 points, has been phenomenal as well. Even a guy like Brandon Hagel, I'll throw in there. Uh, he's going to be, you know, 30 goal score. Probably he's a plus 21 as well. Um, Sergachev has been a, after getting that extension last season, 60 points this season. He's a anchor defensively, but player to watch for me is easy. It's Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, this guy's playoff resume is just one of the best in NHL history already. And he's just going to keep adding to it. Um, you know, I mean, here's the thing with Vasilevsky, right? Because, you know, I've talked to Garth a lot about the Lightning, obviously. And he says, uh, you know, he said at points this year, oh, I don't know, man. Vasi doesn't quite look like himself. And Vasi not looking like himself is still a 916 save percentage at 2.63 goals against average and a 22.2 goals saved above average. Uh, once he gets in the playoffs, the, the, the switch clicks like that, and he's just absolutely shut down. 
Uh, Tampa is a team I could easily see going to the conference finals, if not further. Um, I'm not quite as confident as I would be with it within the last three seasons where I pretty much had them nailed down to make the Stanley Cup finals and potentially win it. But, um, you know, I still think they're one of the top teams. I'm so sorry, Timer, in the East to contend for it. Um, moving on, and this is where it's going to get interesting because this is our division. Now we're moving on to the Metropolitan Division. Um, not even not even intentional. I have uh, the way I just did it going by division and standings. Uh, the Rangers are actually the last team we're going to talk about. So it's funny how that works out. But we're going to start with the team that has been leading the division for most of the year but has recently come under pressure by a red-hot Devils team. That is the Carolina Hurricanes at 50-21-9, 109 points. They still lead the Metro, but, I mean, it's very close once again. I'll go ahead and put up the um, – by the way, I forgot to do this, I think, the last segment. There's the Atlantic, and here is the Metro. And as we're going to see with the top three in the Metro, uh, two points separating them. Uh, the Hurricanes and Devils do have a game in hand on the Rangers, um, so we'll see how that works out. But, Tom, I'll start with you on this one since I've already had Hank on a show um, about these, these the Metropolitan Division. What's your thought uh, on the Hurricanes and a player to watch for them in the playoffs? Yeah, well, the Hurricanes, uh, they're doing real well tonight. They're up 3-1 to one on the Red Wings. They've been a dominant force all season long. Um, I'm very excited about their team and what they present. Um, they present a lot of matchup challenges. There, There's not one guy that particularly stands out on the offensive end as, like, a goal scorer. I mean, if you had to pick one, it's likely Sebastian Ajo. Um, you know, Marty Nikas and Brett, Brett Burns, who they have as well. Uh, Zvechnikov is still really young. He's been a nice developmental prospect for them over the years. Um, you, you know, you got the veterans and Derek Stepan, um, you know, Jacob Slavin, Jesper Foss, Jordan Stahl, um, Ranta and Frederick Anderson. Their two goalkeepers have been solid, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe not the best goalkeepers out there. But I mean, for me, my player to watch is actually Andrei Svechnikov for them because he's young. Mm-hmm. He's he he's raw, and the amount of I guess focus the other players get. I want to watch this kid and see what he does in the playoffs. He's third on the team in assists as well, so that's another uh, stat to keep an eye on for him. Um, I like Svechnikov as a guy that could potentially uh, do some great things in the postseason for Carolina on their quest to a Stanley Cup run. Hank, obviously, this is a team that your Rangers faced last season. Competitive seven-game series, but you guys pulled it out as underdogs. What's your expectations for the Canes this year and a player to watch for them? I would say my player to watch for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes is probably uh, Sebastian Ajo. I think he's another good member of their elite core. But also, Tom, I hate to embarrass you, but I isn't Sveshnikov out for the season with the ACL injury? I would have to check. Because, He's on IR. Yeah. Yeah. Is he actually so, on IR? Well, yeah. Yeah, there goes that. I was going to – sorry, man. I had to give you a little fact check there. But, yeah, I still think the Carolina Hurricanes are a team with a lot of talent. However, my big thing with them is I just don't think they did enough at the deadline to match – what teams like, say, the New Jersey Devils and our New York Rangers, and I'll even throw the Boston Bruins in there. So 
Mm -hmm. I'm not really as high on them as some of the other teams that we're about to mention. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, the Hurricanes are a weird team for me. I'm definitely less confident in them than I was last season. Granted, they didn't exactly, you know, light it up last season once they got to the latter half of that second round. Um, players to watch for me. Um, I think Aha is a great choice there, Hank. Um, I have actually been impressed. I wasn't expecting Brent Burns to be this good. 58 points in 80 games plus 14. He's been pretty solid. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Patch Reddy can do anything once he comes back for injury. Expected to be back around March, April 13th, so perfect timing. Uh, but my player to watch, I'm probably going to go with Martin Etches. I think it's a bit of a boring choice, but I mean, 71 points in 80 games, you know, around a 30 goal score. Um, just a really solid player, I think. And in fact, he's developing so quickly, really helps give them more forward depth. Um, also, keep an eye on the goalies. Anderson has had a really checkered. Um, playoff history so if he could step up that'd be great but i mean i'm kind of with you hank i feel like the winner that uh, assuming it'll be devil's rangers which isn't final i probably have more faith in, in those two teams than i, I do the hurricanes and uh, you know it's kind of weird because i know they're leading the division but i think those teams have so much talent moving on to the next team definitely one of the biggest surprises of the season this year the New Jersey Devils, uh, we all know what Jack Hughes is do. They went out near the deadline. You got Team Omar. That's a great pickup for them. The defense has been really solid, led by Dougie Hamilton, Vanacek in net as well. I mean, this is a team with pieces, and they've kind of come out of nowhere. Hank, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, they play at the Prudential Center, which, um, or as you like to call it, the Medential Center. Um, you know, it's basically a dump, but their team is not a dump, I will say that. Expectations for the Devils and player to watch for them. I think the Devils are a very intriguing team to watch, and I think the Timo Meyer trade was a really good pickup. And if you really look at the trade, the Devils really didn't have to give up as much for him as it really seemed on the surface. However, the only way I can really say that that trade is a win for them is if they're able to extend him right. during the offseason. But with that having been said, when you talk about players to watch for the New Jersey Devils, I think the obvious choice has to be Jack Hughes, who really established himself as a legitimate superstar this year, not just with his goal scoring, but he's got one of the best passes that I've ever seen. And Vitek Vanacek has also definitely held his own in the net. However, I think the question with regards to the Devils is experience, because mm -hmm. this core... I mean, granted, we know the Devils have a decent history from the 90s up until 2012, but this is like the first time that they're getting to the playoffs with a lot of this core. I know Heeshear, I think, played yeah. in 2018 as a rookie, but other than that, for most of these guys, you're getting – they're going to the playoffs for the first time, so it'll be interesting to see how they do, and especially if they match up against my beloved New York Rangers. But I will have a lot to say about the New York Rangers – rest assured but mm -hmm. i think they definitely can you know really make whoever they play earn it in the first round that's for sure thomas thoughts on the devils and a player to watch all right well um we'll switch my failed zvechnikov pick to brett burns how how is that uh second that's a good pick uh, like i forgot he got hurt on march 11th um that was pretty recent too no but anyway uh, yeah, New, New, New Jersey. Um, 
They're they're a tough one. I mean, we all know that they've surprised a lot of people this year. Didn't they just sign somebody like Luke Hughes to a futures or something like that? They did. Um, yeah, I mean, brother. Yeah, I, I was just about to say. I know I have a neighbor up the block who's a Devils fan. Yuck. Yes. Uh, but hey, uh, I, I will second. When we went to Prudential, yes, it is borderline garbage dump there. <laughs> um, no offense to the people that work there and, and do a lot of hard hard work, but the actual atmosphere is a shit show um jack hughes is the obvious answer guys um you know you have to look at the point leaders here 54 assists the 42 goals um again it's not it's the basic a level answer right i mean mm-hmm. you know you could look at other guys like um you know uh timo meyer who they acquired via the trade deadline um Dougie Hamill. I mean, there, there's plenty of guys that you could look at. Um, VTech too. I like him in goal. Um, solid guy. But yeah, I, I think Jack Hughes is a young rising star, but this team is very, very young. And that could be a problem come to play. About time you finished, Tom. You were yapping on there so quick. I was about to fall asleep and take a nap there, waiting for you to finish. But um, I had a lot to say, man. Jer- hey, man. Jer- Jer- Jersey's Jersey. You know what? It, what I well, you know my my mantra. It's always better to have too much to say than not enough. That's why sometimes I've done freaking two and a half hour shows in the past because we get off topic. But um, yes, uh, this timer is actually more for me than it is for you guys because I ramble a lot. But the Devils. Jack Hughes is a stud, 40-goal scorer, almost 100 points this season. Uh, this guy's just an absolute animal. Um, unfortunately, he can't win face-offs to save his life, but you know what? He's good offensively. Uh, he sure I really like, definitely um, much better defensively and still capable offensively, basically point per game. How about Dougie Hamilton, though? Uh, he's actually going to be my player to watch. Um, with the, And I do like Vanacek, but he's a guy that's more inexperienced than, you know, a lot of goalies in these playoffs. So I think it's going to come down to good defense for the Devils. And Hamilton has been phenomenal this season. They need the defensive core to try and limit shots uh, to help their young, inexperienced goalie out a bit. Um, as for expectations, it's really tough, right? Because it, it all comes down to that first down matchup. I mean, we thought it'd be the Rangers most of the season, but now it, it could potentially be something else if they pass the Hurricanes. Um, if the Devils somehow win the division, I have – very good confidence in them in a wild card because I mean, like, if the Devils played the Pittsburgh Penguins, like, it would just be like the biggest blood. Like, it, there would be red everywhere, not just for the Devils, but you know, bloodbath pretty much. Um, but if they do play the Rangers, I think that's a much more interesting, competitive. God damn it, it's already over. Um, yeah, they can definitely win some playoff rounds. Um, now moving on to the next one, which I'm going to add some time to time for this one because I know you guys have. Uh, stuff to say for this one. We'll move up to two and a half minutes instead of one and a half uh, for the next team. Um, team you guys might have heard of, the New York Rangers. Really like the additions these guys made uh, leading up to the deadline. Getting guys like uh, Kane and Tarasenko, I think, really um, uh, fills out their top six really nicely. Um, their defense is good, and obviously Igor is an animal. Tom, I'll start with you on this one. Your ex- expectations for your New York Rangers and a player to watch in the playoffs? Um, you know, I mean, the sky. Added as you said, Tarasenko and Kane, two guys that are really good goal scorers. Um, you know, Tarasenko last night he kept the team alive in the shootout. Right, he had that nice goal mm-hmm. that extended the shootout. 
even though they eventually lost it. Um, Igor, Igor is an X factor here. Um, you know, if he can get back to what he was last season on a more consistent basis, then mm-hmm. the Rangers have potential to reach the Stanley Cup final. Um, I'm going to be a little unbiased here and, and say I think they might not get past the Eastern Conference final. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think that might be their limit here only because I, I just don't, there's just a lot of firepower in the East. Um, but yeah. I do think there's a real possibility they could squeak it out. I mean, Chris Kreider's another guy. Uh, Mika Zabinajad, Artemi Panarin, Trocek, uh, you know, Capo Caco has to improve. The kids, Lafreniere and Caco. Um, defensively, Adam Fox, best defenseman in the league. I, love I really think he's going to have a good postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, did I even get my player to watch yet? I'm just throwing out names like Cherries. And um, give me Igor because – he is the guy that helped the Rangers get as far as they did last year. If he can have the postseason he did last year again this year, they could potentially go back to the Stanley Cup final. Um, I think they're one of the two best teams in the East right now. But can the playoffs is a crapshoot? It's all matchup based. Doesn't matter. Best, third best. It's who you match up against, right? That's how it is. So if we get New Jersey, I think we win. But it'll be close. Yeah, I definitely think it'd be close. Big rivalry series. Henry, your thoughts on, on the Rangers and uh, player to watch? All right. Well, as far as uh, players to watch, I mean, there's a good amount of them. And, you know, let's just say right off the bat, this is one of the, this is the most talented Rangers team of my lifetime. Make of that what you will, but I happen to agree with a lot of what Brian Attard has said on his show, Blue Truth. And, um, you know, I also happen to feel like the sky is the limit. And look, I don't think that a cup that a cup run is definitely unrealistic. I think mm-hmm. if they get past the New Jersey Devils, let's assume that that's their first round opponent, even though there's a very good chance that that could easily change as this episode, like maybe a day or two after um, we finish recording. I think then things will really get interesting, but obviously we know even if they get past the second round, you're going to, they would have to deal with either the Bruins. And if, unless they get up and if assuming they don't get upset, obviously you'd have to deal with the Leafs or the lightning. So it's a gauntlet to say the least, but with that having been said, I like the idea of using Igor as -hmm. your player to watch, but, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route and I am going to use uh, the bread man. And let's hope that the bread that is produced during the playoffs isn't as moldy as a lot of, as it was during last year's playoffs with the exception of game seven against Pittsburgh. I think as talented as he is, I think there are a lot of expectations on him and understandably so because he's getting paid a lot Very of well. perform. So mm-hmm. I definitely have to go with Panarin in that department. But other guys that I think will perform, um, I'm looking at the two jerseys right behind me. Kreider and, Kreider and Sabanichan. And by the way, let me give you guys a fun fact about Kreider, if I may. Did you guys know that he is in the top five when it comes to Rangers playoff goal scored? 
I'm not surprised. I actually thought he would be higher. I thought he'd be like top three. How many forever? Uh, no, honestly, like this is going to be a blog that I might have to write one day. But I honestly think that Kreider, no matter what, with or without a cup, I think you actually put number one in the Raptors. It's all said and done. No, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, people will say, oh, no cup. But to me, that's a team accomplishment. The guy's been there forever. And, you know, he like it's not their his fault they haven't won a cup, right? The guy's always performed in the playoffs. Yeah. You don't get that many playoff goals being a choker or anything well, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. We all know what <laughs> – I was so confused for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. But, yeah, Lundqvist, exactly. That was bad. <laughs> anyway. My thoughts on the Rangers as an as a uh, non-Rangers fan, uh, I really like what this team is doing. Um, they've been great this year, I will say. Um, I I did think they'd be a little bit better. I had them as with the best record in the Eastern Conference. Um, I did have them in preseason going to the Stanley Cup Finals, but losing to the Abs. I still think they have a great chance to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Again, I don't know about winning it because, I mean, the NHL, there's so many great teams, and the East is an absolute bloodbath. But I, I do think they have a great chance to at least reach the conference finals. I think that's pretty pretty solid. But they got to get past the first round because their first round opponent is not going to be easy by any means. Definitely could be a, a tough task for them. But, I mean, there's so many guys on this team you could say four-player to watch. Panarin, Zabanjad, Fox are all great choices. Obviously, Igor. Um, but my player to watch is actually uh, one of the two jerseys behind Hank there. I am going with Chris Kreider. For the reason I said, this guy is a playoff performer. The guy scores clutch goals like it's nobody's business. Um, he had, what, 50-plus goals last season. He's got 36 this season. He's showing it wasn't a, a fluke by any means. Very gifted goal scorer. Um, he's, a, he's a veteran. He's pretty much the only guy in that Rangers team that survived their gigantic-ass rebuild. Um, and ever since he came up, I want to say it was 2012 playoffs, um, he instantly made an impact as a, as a rookie that no one really knew about and he's continued to do it all the way up to this season. So he would be my player to watch for those tight games. Keep an eye on Chris Kreider to make the difference in clutch time. Um, but we got a ton of comments coming here. Um, I'm coming to the realization I need to buy out Hank's contract and get him as a regular host on this show so that we get 80 million comments from his uh, fan club that we got here tonight. <laughs> but um, Jennifer says Kreider's going to turn up during the playoffs. Kay says players to watch are right behind Hank. I agree completely. Expectation. <laughs> Rangers will win the Stanley Cup championship. It's not going to be easy, right. but it's definitely I possible. You're right. Hey, man, I don't have a reason to be a salty bitch like I was last season with the Rangers, so I wouldn't mind it too much for <laughs> your guys' sake. Um, last segment. Uh, we've talked about all these teams that have already clinched in a little bit of a detail. Now we're going to talk about the teams that have not yet clinched but are fighting for the final playoff spots. We're going to talk about the wild cards. Um, so we're going to start with the West, which is a little easier because one spot has already been taken. Uh, there's one left, and there's only two teams that can get it. The Flames have been eliminated uh, despite the fact that um, they could win and tie the Jets. The Jets have a tiebreaker. So there's only two teams left. The Jets with 93 points and 80 games played. And the Predators have 90 points in 80 games played. So they're three games back, or excuse me, they're three points back. The Predators need to win both of their games, which are at home against Minnesota and Colorado, uh, to pass the Jets, and the Jets need to lose both. Um, I'll start with this one. I'm still picking the Jets. Uh, you know, similar opponents. I think they're a better team. They have a three-point advantage. I think they'll clinch the second wild card in the West. Hank, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, I am going to go with 
Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg could steal a game or two. I mean, we've seen what Hellebuck is definitely capable of doing, but I I think they have the slightly better shot than uh, Nashville. Nashville is a team that, you know, has a lot of an Islander feel in the sense that, like, you know, they're another team that wins games that are low scoring, but they're not really an exciting hockey team to watch, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Tom, Jets are predators. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Jets are three points ahead, and you know you have Kyle Connor and uh, Mark Shifley, who are two outstanding players. Um, I'm going with them here. I'll be honest, I I haven't followed too much on Nashville this season because they are in the West. Uh, most of the games I watch are Eastern Conference games, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you you have you have to look at other guys too, Blake Wheeler. Josh Morrissey, they have a slew of goal scorers, and they could steal a game or two if they're able mm-hmm. to get in. Yeah, I don't have you know major playoff expectations for these the either of these teams, but I would expect the Jets to be able to hold on to it. They they'd have to completely choke, and Nashville has to win both their games. And Nashville sold at the deadline. I'm honestly surprised they've been as good as they have to still be in contention this late. Um, but I do expect the Jets to hold on. Now, the East is uh, much more difficult. We're going to look at this uh, because no wildcard spots have been clinched just yet. There's four teams in contention between the Panthers, Islanders, Penguins, and Sabres. I will go ahead and put up the standings for this one because this one's a little more unclear, so we need a bit of a reference. Um, the current teams uh, that are in playoff spots are the Panthers and Islanders. The, uh, the Panthers with 92 points and 81 played. Islanders with 91 and 81 Pittsburgh with 90, so they're pulling out of the playoffs, but they have a game in hand on the two teams above them. And then the Sabres have two games in hand on the Panthers and Islanders and one on the Penguins. They have 87 points. They basically need to win their last three games. Schedules, uh, we got them right here. So the Panthers' last game is at home against the Hurricanes, so definitely a tough matchup. The Islanders play the Canadians at home much easier. Pittsburgh at home against the Blackhawks and on the road against the Jackets. And Buffalo goes on the road to face New Jersey at home against the Senators. And then they also go on the road to face the Blue Jackets. So this one's a little tougher, guys, because you got four teams to pick from for this one. Um, Hank, I'll start with you on this one. Who do you think uh, will be the two playoff teams from those four choices? Well, I think we can pretty much eliminate Buffalo, barring any miracles, because right now as we speak, they are trailing the New Jersey Devils three to one. And if that score holds up, then they can pretty much kiss their playoff hopes goodbye. But have to give them credit for where credit is due. This is probably the most meaningful games that they've played this late in the season since, oh gosh, probably since I was in middle school, I would have to say. That's how bad they've been for so long. I mean, they're essentially what the Cleveland Browns were. But So now that leaves the Panthers, the Islanders, and the Penguins. I'm going to go with the Panthers as a team that is definitely Mm going to stay. I think they've definitely had the better um, home stretch of the season if we look at it with regards to all three of those teams. And as far as that last one goes, I'm going to say the Penguins only because they have a few of those games at hand, and one of them happens to be against the uh, Chicago Midhawks. I'm sorry, Blackhawks. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty much picking them by default. And by the way, let me uh, tell you tell you a fun fact about the Islanders. Did you know that they uh, threw away 26 points against um, non-playoff teams? Interesting. 
and yet they're still uh, still in a pretty decent position right now because their goaltender is just oh my god, he's so good. Tom, oh yeah, Sorokin's definitely saved their bacon, but ultimately, mm-hmm. I just don't see a lot of talent with them, and I think yeah. Especially with the Barzal injury, I think that really hurts them because they're basically all they have on offense now is Brock Nelson. Um, but Tom, two teams from the, from those four teams that you think will make the wild card and make the playoffs. Uh, I'm gonna go with Panthers, Penguins, and here's why. Mm-hmm. I think Pittsburgh ultimately gets in. I mean, Minnesota beat Detroit. Live right now against Chicago, no score yet. Then you're at Columbus is where the Islanders have just one game left against Montreal. Um, And then I think Buffalo's out, like Hank said. I don't think they're going to run the table. I don't think they're coming back against Jersey. Um, And then, um, yeah, ultimately I think the Penguins get in over the Islanders. I think the Panthers are safe, even though their final game is against the Hurricanes. Is that correct? I know we just had that up. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I – I don't know. I, I just don't know if something tells me the Islanders are going to choke it away. It's kind of like that Mets Jets luck type of thing with mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, you know, they have one good run every several years, but I, I, I also don't want them to get in if we're being honest. So, um, understandable, but yeah, um, Islanders will finish third in that race. Interesting. Look, I'd love nothing more as an Islanders hater to see them get absolutely lit up by the uh, Canadians tomorrow night. That'd be very hilarious. So my two teams, um, I'm going to go with Florida. Obvious choice. I I think it's the one most people have. Um, They've been on an insane run lately, mainly because Matthew Kachuk is superhuman. Uh, You know, very gritty player, but also very talented goal scoring wise. And uh, he's basically been carrying them the past couple weeks to a point where they look dead in the water for 90% of the season, and now they're in a playoff spot and, and looking like a pretty good bet for it. The second team is where it gets tough for me. Um, Freaking Pittsburgh is somehow scores against the Blackhawks halfway through the game. This team just has absolutely no spine. Um, it's actually one nothing Blackhawks now. Oh, my God. I look away for 30 seconds, and we give up a goal. That's just how it's been. But you know what? That second uh, wild card spot – I agree with you guys about the Sabres. I mean, they just they just lost too many close games. Um, I really like what they're doing, but not this year just yet. Um, you know what's going to happen? Pittsburgh's going to come back to beat uh, Chicago like 3-1 to one or something. They're going to be up 2 nothing against the Blue Jackets in third period. They're going to give up three goals and lose the game. And the Islanders win their last game against the uh, uh, Canadians. The Islanders and Panthers will make the playoffs, and Pittsburgh's uh, washed-up retirement home will miss the playoffs for the first time in, like, what was it, 15, 16 years, something like that. Definitely the longest playoff streak. Um, But, hey, I will say this. um, Whether the Pins miss or make the playoffs, they're winning the same amount of playoff games this year. Zero. So keep an eye out on that. But, um, yeah. That's uh, that's going to do it for our show tonight. Uh, long show. Thank God I put the timer on because even with it, it was still an hour and a half long. Um, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, Tom, I'll start with you. Do you have any closing thoughts? And, of course, where can our lovely viewers find you here? Uh, closing thoughts, just thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you run a great show here. Unfortunately, we couldn't be with Garth tonight, but I'm happy you're able to run the ship and invite both of us on as Rangers fans. And Hank, it's always fun to talk hockey with you. 
Um, you can find me at, well, of course, here at Review and Preview Sports. You all know the plug, so I don't have to plug that. But Big Blue Avenue, um, our YouTube channel has been doing really well lately. A lot of New York Giants content. Um, a lot of draft film breakdowns coming up on Big Blue Avenue. You can find them posted directly on YouTube. We'll have links posted on our Instagram and YouTube uh, t- uh, Twitter handles as well, at Big Blue Avenue. And you could also now find me on the Axon First Responders Network. Uh, it is a football league comprised of law enforcement officers on football teams. And, uh, you know, this season, the, the First Responders Network has partnered with the league to go nice. out and call their games. And it's been a good opportunity for me. You can download the app, FRN, First Responders Network. And you could also check out the Instagram and Facebook pages, FRN. Yeah, everyone note that down. First Responders Network, FRN, to see our good buddy Tom Scavetta uh, doing his best John Madden, or uh, actually it would be Pat Summerhall more likely, uh, impression for the uh, football. <laughs> but, yes, uh, pleasure to have Tom as always. Uh, Hank, where can our viewers find you, and what is your show about? So obviously you can find me on this network too. I am another host of Big Blue Avenue. But in addition to Big Blue Avenue, I also am the host of uh, Hitting for the Cycle. We usually are on Thursdays, provided, of course, that yours truly does not attend a Rangers playoff game because you pretty much know where my priorities are. But in any event, let's just say there are no playoffs. You would find us on a Thursday at seven and of course in addition i am also a part of the uh empty the bench brand i co-host game on with johnny montalbano that is a very fun show to be hosting we usually have that go up every uh tuesday at seven so we just aired our uh, 50th episode actually so that was a lot of fun we had tom tom albano filling in for johnny so that should was definitely an interesting discussion we had there and in the very near future, I too will be hosting a hockey show that'll be called uh, Slap Shots Fired. Obviously, it's still in the works, but um, once we get this uh, season out of the way come October, I think, Noah, you may have some uh, competition there. I think I saw this, Hank. Isn't it actually you and your girlfriend running that? Yes. Yes, it is. Hey, man. I'll have to, I'll have to ha- uh, put my hands up on that one. Say I can't compete with uh, a couple's podcast, man. I'll have to... <laughs> I have to accept second place in that one, but the least you could do, Hank, is have me on a guest once or twice. Oh, we will definitely have you for sure. There is no doubt. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, to everyone watching, you guys have killed it tonight with the comments. Appreciate that a lot. Um, this has been another episode of Pucking Around here on the Review and Preview Sports Network. Make sure to check out everyone else's shows. They work really hard Mondays through Fridays, usually 7 p.m. Eastern for all our shows. But until next time, from myself, Noah Dog Diabler, Tom the Man Scavetta, and Hank the Tank Indictor. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Keep pucking around, everybody.